To Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoy Jr. from the Community Church of God, and we just thank you for joining with us today. We count it a privilege to be with you. And I'm Pastor Ventaney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, I also, I thank you for allowing us to, to bring the Word of God to you. So we were speaking on the subject of uh, being transformed by the renewing of our minds. We said uh, last time that once a person gets born again, saved, received Jesus as Lord and Savior, it gets reconciled back to God. Uh, you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that God sent him into the world to redeem mankind. It, it tells us that in Romans uh, chapter 10, verse 8. And also, I like to tell people you follow that up with water baptism. And then from that point, you follow it up with being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's a process. And that process takes how long? A lifetime. Uh, because the previous scripture, he says, and don't be conformed to this world. Well, we came out of this world system. The kingdom, the Bible refers to it as the kingdom of darkness. And that kingdom of darkness uh, programmed us to believe certain things. And now the Bible says we've been translated over in Colossians. We've been translated over into the kingdom of the son of his love, the kingdom of God. So in that kingdom of God, Richard, it works different from the kingdom of darkness. It says that kingdom says, bless those that persecute you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. So it's totally opposite. And it may not make sense because it's run by revelation and it operates by faith. So when he tells us the, be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're to renew our minds by the word of God. And Jesus said something profound. He says, you should know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, the truth is the word of God. So we have to renew our minds to what God said, not to what the world has programmed us to believe. We got to be reprogrammed, transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we, again, we renew our mind by the word of God. And a lot of us aren't getting that. We want to continue to be conformed to this world. We want to be squeezed into the world's mold instead of let, allowing the word of God to transform us. And hence, we don't get all the benefits that are available to us as citizens of the kingdom of God. You know, we've talked before, so many Christians live way below where God wants them to live. We live in fear. We live in um, depression and we live in anxiety and we live in all these places where God doesn't want us to be. I, as you were talking, I was reminded of Romans chapter 10, where he says, anyone who trusts in Jesus will never be put to shame. We, 
the one we put our trust in, we'll, we will never be in shame. We, we don't have to worry about all the things that the world worries about. We don't have to worry about being popular with people. We don't have to worry about how we're going to eat and all those things because he says to us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added. And I know that there are people who are listening to this right now who are saying, well, that's easy to say. But you know what? We, we've got to learn to believe it. There's Somehow we've got to put it into people that God really meant it. When he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. When he says to us, do not worry about tomorrow. We, we've got to come to actually believe it and not just hear it, but actually to believe it and to have it affect our everyday life. When we put our trust in him, we will never be put to shame. Right. Oh, go ahead. And so it is critical for people um, in this life because tribulations will come. Things will happen to us. When James writes, consider it all joy when you face tribulations, it is because he knows that tribulations will come. When Paul writes, rejoice. He knows that tribulations will come, yet in all of it, we come to God and we, in thanksgiving, give it all to him in praise and worship, and then the peace that passes all understanding. And that's what it means to seek first the kingdom of God. A lot of people aren't preaching about the kingdom of God. They're preaching, you know, the gospel of just salvation, but the kingdom of God includes salvation. So, I <laughs> mean, salvation is important. Right. It's important. I so, mean, but when we don't teach the king, and basically in the simplest form, the kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. Again, God's way of doing things is in the kingdom. Nobody's up to, in, in heaven. It's the kingdom from heaven. It's the kingdom of God, but the kingdom from heaven. In heaven, nobody's up there complaining. Nobody's whining about it's not enough. Nobody's worried about anything. And that's what he says. When That's what it means to seek first the kingdom. You're doing it God's way and not the way that the world programmed you to do it. Again, you're being transformed. And Jesus said, what Paul said in Romans uh, 14, 17, he says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So for the kingdom... In the kingdom, you should count it all joy. Again, you just said the scripture over in Romans 10 says, whoever put their faith in God will never be put to shame. Well, you want if you continue in the faith. He said, I'll always cause you to triumph. Yes, you're going to go through the fire. Yes, you're going to go through the storm. But he says, keep looking unto Jesus. Jesus has declared the word of God. Keep looking unto the word. That's the author and the finisher of your faith. So as we continue to keep our eyes fixed and focused on Jesus or God or the word as we go through our trials and tribulations, he promised to bring us out. And, and Jesus said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Then in 1 John, he said, this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. He said, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Well, our word, of, the word of our testimony is the word of God, which is also considered the sword of the spirit. Again, yesterday we talked about how Jesus defeated Satan. He kept on declaring what is written, and he was declaring the word of God. Well, in Ephesians 6, when he talks about the armor, the word of God is considered the sword of the spirit. Well, what do you use the sword for? To fight with. So we use the word of God to fight with. So we have to keep the word of God in our heart and in our mouth 
even as we're going as we're going through everyday life. Just my on my way here, there was a lot of cars in my way, and I was running late. But I kept on declaring and meditating on the Word of God instead of meditating on what could frustrate me. Because well, I was trying to get here on time. And, and I mean, that's a key thing because we, we can go to the we can go to the post office. Let's say it's, it's almost Christmas time. You can go to the post office, and there's a long line there, and you could be frustrated. You could be by the time you leave, you could be half mad because the line's so long and. Half the people don't have their stuff right, and half the people don't have their stuff addressed, and some people don't know what they're doing, and sometimes you think, man, the clerks are working slow. And you can go there, and by the time you leave, you can be so frustrated that you're almost angry. You can go to the bank, you can go to the store, you can go wherever, and have those same kind of everyday things happen that just kind of take the joy from your day. They just kind of ruin your whole day because you're, you're sitting there, and and you're in line and somebody says, man, I can't believe how slow this line is. I can't believe that this is taking so long. And then you, somebody else joins in and pretty soon everybody's just okay, kind of now, now, what's the kingdom way? The kingdom the way kingdom, is the exact opposite. The kingdom way is allow walking. He says walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But the lust is, of the flesh is going to make you but mad. This is, this is how, though, this works in real life, everyday life. Because... Those are the kind of things that rob us of our joy if we're going to do it the world's way. The world's way is to complain. The world's way is to be mad. The world's way is to be frustrated. But again, as we, we meditate, we don't want to do it the world's but, way. Well, we don't, but we have to. We have to do it God's way if we want the benefits. There you go of the kingdom. See, what joy in our life? We can't stand there in line with everybody going, "Yeah, man, I hate this place. This is so stupid." But but this that's it. a that, see, life is going to give you an opportunity to prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. That's the latter part of don't be transformed, conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The latter part said that you may prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. You know what the will of God is for the Christian. To walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And over in Galatians, he tells us one of the fruits of the spirit, patience. Love, joy, so, peace, patience. But, well, so now this is the time in that line was I was coming down. That, that was the time for me to employ patience. Remember, let patience have a. You well, gotta let allow the fruits of the spirit to work in you. Right. Well, see, and then you're gonna have patience, and you're gonna see the fruit of the spirit when you follow the spirit, because your human nature. Will be, wants to get frustrated. Wants to wants be to, frustrated. Wants to be wants mad. To, wants right. to tell people, hey, hurry up this line. But the Spirit doesn't. And then the well, Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is peace and patience. What, that's what Jesus said. Well, Jesus said, the Scripture says, um, again, walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. He also says, I believe over there in Romans, Ephesians, that those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So God desires for us to walk in the spirit. And Jesus says something over in John. He says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. He says, uh, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak, the word of God is spirit and life. So walk in the word of God in the spirit and life, and you will get the benefits of that. Again, as I was coming down this morning, I had to continue to meditate on the word of God, because every light was catching me. Everybody in front of me was driving slow, and people were calling me saying, where you are? <laughs> and I had to continue to cast down every thought and every imagination that exalted itself above the knowledge of God, and I had to replace it with what God said. I kept on saying, my day is going to be a great day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you that my steps have been ordered. So we can... Counted all joy in the midst of trials and tribulations. And that's how kingdom citizens respond to 
things in their lives. Well, you know, as a Christian, you really want to freak somebody out. Be standing in a long line like that, and, <laughs> and people start complaining about how slow it is and say, you know, this is the day the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And watch, <laughs> watch the response you get. People are going to go, huh? What? Well, you what are know you what? talking about? Part of our job as kingdom citizens is to advance the kingdom. And if we never let our light so shine in the midst of darkness, how are we going to advance the kingdom if we're ashamed of the gospel? Well, Paul see, says, and, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And you don't have to preach to people. You can no. just say something as right. simple can, as, this is the day the Lord right. has made, and I'm going right. to rejoice well, well, in you're it. You're going to say something anyway. You might as well say what thus said the Lord, right. because you're going you're gonna to say something whether you're complaining or you're going to say something. You can say something negative or positive. And the same thing happens at work. You know, you don't have to be in the line at the post office or the bank or wherever. The same thing happens at work. You know, the boss wants somebody to do something, or the boss says, hey, we're going to change this, and no, it's something that people don't really want to do. And then you hear the mumbling, you hear the grumbling, you hear, be different. Say, you know what? Hey, this is the day the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice in it. And this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to well, do. Well, if you're a student of the Scripture, he tells you how to respond to your employers, servants and masters. Oh, that's employer-employee relationship. Again, we have to study, and you have to do it by the book. Do what the Lord says, do in his word, and, and, and you'll prosper. He told Joshua, this book of the law, meaning the, the word of God, shall not depart from you, but you shall meditate on it day and night and observe to do. That's the key right there, to do all that's written in it. And then he said, and then you, Richard, will make your way prosperous, and then you, Richard, would have good success. He didn't say, I'm going to give you good success. He said, if you do this, you'll make your way prosperous. You'll have good success. So I decided I'm going to do the word because I don't want to just to be a hearer, but I'm going to be a doer. But that don't mean I may not miss the mark. There's room for grace. But my desire is to be a doer, not just a hearer only. Because he said, if I'm a, do a hearer and a doer, I'll be blessed in what I do. So it's to our advantage as children of God, as kingdom citizens, to not just hear the word, but to do it. Yeah, you're going to forget sometime, but that's what the Holy Spirit. Remember, he's supposed to bring all things to your remembrance. Again, you have to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Scripture says in Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You have to be constantly, constantly mindful of who you are and the position you are now. Remember, anybody in Christ is a new creation. Old things are past. I don't trip on my past. I, and I know Satan uses people to bring up your past, but I don't receive that because I understand I'm a new creation. And Paul said in Philippians, forgetting those things which are behind. Sure, Paul had to do that. Remember, he had a rocky road. But you have to forget those things. You have to know who you are and, and continue to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he tells us over there in Corinthians that we're being transformed into the image of Jesus. So that's the, the direction we're headed, into the image of Jesus. And here's where the rubber meets the road, Richard. We just got to believe that. Right. I'm the image of God. Christ in me. Greater is he that's in me. That he, the same spirit that raised Christ and that lives in me. I have to be mindful of that. That's having the mind of Christ. I have to think like that constantly. No matter where I'm at, I'm always thinking about what God said about me. You have to do that because the world wants to continue to conform you. And we're we're in the world, but not of the world. I'm a child of God. The, mm -hmm. the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Those are the kind of things that we need to be constantly, always remembering. 
You go back to Philippians chapter 4 where he says, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever is noble, think on those things. Think on And so we're in line or we're at work or wherever. You might be home with your husband or wife and they say or do something you don't like. Remember what God says. And so we're to do everything that we do as unto the Lord. And this is critical for people. Do everything that you do, do it as unto the Lord. So maybe your boss is a jerk. Maybe your boss is a jerk today. Maybe your boss wants you to do something, you know, but you're not doing it for him. Do it as unto the Lord. Maybe that customer you're dealing with right now is not the, not the customer you were hoping to be dealing with right now, but you do it as unto the Lord. Your husband or your wife or your children or whoever isn't treating you the way that you would like, but whatever you're doing, you do it as unto the Lord, and you will see the difference in your life as you realize I'm not doing this for that person. I'm doing this unto the Lord. And you see a complete different attitude. And I'm glad you said that. And as you were saying, do it unto the Lord, this scripture just hit me upside the head. Jesus, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And basically he says, pray this way. In line, I like to say, pray in line with this. His kingdom coming, his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. So if you got that situation with your employer or anybody Pray for him. Pray again that God will reveal himself to them. Because that's God's desire is that no man should perish, that all may have eternal life. Pray Ephesians 117, that they may receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Pray for them. And again, the word of God, and we have the right to use the word of God, it's living and it's powerful. So instead of complaining about that person, pray. You're going to speak something anyway. You might as well speak a blessing over them. You might as well pray for them. Pray that God will reveal himself to you. Pray that they may be enlightened in a certain situation. I have a loved one who's in prison. And some of the uh, the, the prison guards, the officers, you know, they're, they're conformed to this world. But guess what? The loved one said, we're going to do what the scripture says. We're going to pray for him. And when I go back to visit this particular loved one, they're telling me how they're seeing the transformation in the officers. Well, that's what happens when we employ, when we, we, uh, Pull down heaven to invade earth. Remember, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God wants his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he wants us to flood the earth with heaven. And we have the right to petition that. He says, whatever you bind on on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. So we as, we can go to heaven and petition. And that's what they're doing, and they're seeing the results of it. And well, again, see, we forget that's who we are. Right. And I tell people all the time, if you're having a problem with somebody, to pray for them, just like you're talking about, because it's impossible to hate somebody and pray for them. It's impossible well, to you'll start, pray for somebody and and Well, you hate to start dis, dis, diminishing as you start to pray right. for them. I found and, that to and be true. See, and then what happens is not only does God change them, he changes your attitude toward them. Well, Because you, your attitude, as it begins to change, then those people all of a sudden seem a little different. Right. They did before. Well, remember, Jesus says, Jesus said uh, when he was get, being crucified, as they were taking him to Calvary, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the Bible tells us, so I believe in Colossians, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. But see, well, we the know world Christ, said, Christ forgave. The world says he, that's crazy. See, this well, is well, what we're, we're talking not in about. The world. We're we in the kingdom. We're, we're in the kingdom now. This is what we're talking about, though, is why we're not to be conformed to the world, but conformed to the likeness of Christ, because the world would say, that's crazy. The world right. would say, hey, you got to get even. The world would say that to say <laughs> what you just said what makes no well, well, sense whatsoever. Well, the world... 
needs to come into the kingdom. And that's our, part of our job is to go disciple the nations and bringing them into the, the, the kingdom of God. Well, and, and things of the kingdom don't make sense. It makes faith. And we just have to go ahead and do it. And we know there's many examples in the Bible where God or the Spirit of the Lord or angel or Jesus told somebody to do something that didn't make sense. But it makes faith. God said, my ways are higher than your ways. And we just have to, we as kingdom citizens, again, this this broadcast is designed to ignite one's faith on fire. Basically, to encourage and challenge you to be a doer, not just a hearer of the word. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and bless those that persecute you. Go ahead and pray for those who spitefully use you. Go ahead and, and, and lay hands on the sick. Do what the scripture says do. Don't just hear it, but do it. And go ahead and well, get the doctors blessed. are given no hope, so no. there's no sense in laying hands. Well, on Jesus is the his, one of Jesus's name is the great physician. Go ahead and believe that the great physician is going to intercede. He's going to bring heaven to earth and, and heal your body. You, that's who we are. We're new creations in Christ Jesus. Well, it is interesting that I talk to so many people who think that the things that Jesus did were just for his day or the things that the apostles did were just for their day, that, that God doesn't heal people anymore, that God doesn't change people's lives anymore. Well, the devil is a things, liar because I'm, I'm experiencing the manifestations of the glory of God today. But, I mean, there's a lot of Christians <laughs> who think that those things were for the past. Well, that, well you know what? Demons, they don't Richard, get cast out I want to say this. Anymore. God will only work in and through you to the degree that you believe. Well, see, this is exactly what we were talking about before. People live below where God wants them to because they don't believe that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Remember, if, if if Jesus was healing people in the biblical times, he's healing people today because what? He's the same today as he was then. Prime example, Richard, uh, Jesus went back to his hometown. And uh, a lot of people didn't believe. They was like, isn't he the carpenter's son? Yeah, wasn't he fixing? Wasn't he just fixing our toilet last week? <laughs> and isn't his bro brothers and sisters so and so and so and so? And the scripture says, and and Jesus declared that a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. And it said that he couldn't do many mighty works among them because of their unbelief, because they didn't receive him as the child of God, as the Messiah. So because they didn't receive him or believe. They couldn't get the benefits of what he had to well, offer. See, and I think the reason why is because they didn't come to him. If you don't believe that he can do anything, you're not going to come to him. Right, right, so right. So you're right. not going to receive the blessing. So if I'm a believer today and I don't believe that God can really still heal people, I'm not going to go to him and ask him to. So then there's Ooh. no there's no way I'm going to receive Back anything. Back in Hebrews 11.6, those who come to him must right. believe that he is, see, if I, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, if I don't think that God can still heal relationships, I'm not going to go to him and ask him about it or Ooh, pray and have Man, see, I ask I God to be a part of my marriage of all things. the time. I ask God, give me the seed from heaven to teach me how to be the husband that he preordained and predestined before the foundations of the world. You have to allow God into your life. And again, God and his word are one. And if you get in that word of God... Get in an anointed ministry and just receive the word. It'll work in every area of your life. There's not one part of our life that God's not concerned about. He's, oh, he loves us. I had that uh, that argument with somebody a couple months ago, and they said, well, I think that God 
There's things in our life that God does care about, but other stuff that he doesn't. He doesn't really care about us when we're at work. We're kind of... Was that a believer or yeah, unbeliever? Yeah, there's a person that claimed to be Ooh, a believer. wow. And, Get his faith on fire. Faith on fire. And it was like God cares about certain things, but he doesn't care about other things. And Well, why did he say over in Matthew 6, he talked about don't worry about your life, what you should eat, what you should drink, what you should wear. He said, you know, the, the people, the Gentiles, the ones who are not in covenant with me, those things they're concerned about. But he says, but you, you seek first me, my kingdom, my righteousness, my way of doing things, and I'm going to add all these things to you. But see, this guy that I was talking to, I know he's not alone. I know there are a lot of Christians who actually believe well, give him that, that God, lead him to Matthew chapter God six. cares about me when I'm at church. God cares about me when I may be at home. But you know what? When I'm at work, God really doesn't care about that because he expects me to do the best I can, and he expects me to, to use my brain, and he expects me to, to get ahead. Yes, he does. And he, he expects you to draw from him for wisdom, too. But I mean, <laughs> that I'm, I'm on my own when I'm at work. And other people think, well, I'm on my own when I'm recreating. If, you know, if I'm playing a game or I'm fishing or whatever, God doesn't care about me when I'm there. I tell people, you cannot be anywhere doing anything that God doesn't care about where you are and what you're doing. It's not as if, oh, well, Richard just went fishing, so I, I don't have to pay any attention to him for the next hour and a half till he gets done. Or, you know, Vince is on the golf course, so I don't have to worry about him for the next four hours. I mean, God cares about us well, everywhere you know what, Richard, while you were saying that, I was thinking God does care about us no matter. He says he's given his angels charge over us, and they keep us in all of our ways. He said his angels encamp around about, around about us. And in Hebrews, it says angels are ministering spirits. They're here to minister to those who have inherited salvation. So he's got angels on assignment. They're, they're still watching over you. They, they keep you protected. When you're traveling to and from, when you're out there fishing, that you may not have an accident, a boating accident. Again, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you don't believe or understand that God has your best interest at heart always, because remember Jesus said, Jesus said, I can get out of this if I want to. I can command a couple legions of angels to come over here. They were, they were, they're waiting. And again, I, I you was in a picture in heaven. They're like, man, we're going to go. We're going to go. go. Let's go. We're, we're ready. Well, we have that now. <laughs> I say that all the time. I was saying it this morning. Thank you, Lord, that your angels are encamped around about me. I thank you that you're giving your angels charge over me, and they keep me in all my ways. And in my path is life, and there is no death. Well, in your goodness, goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. Those are angels. One's called goodness, and one's called mercy. They're following Vince all the days of his life. And then he got this angel called favor. He goes before me and makes things happen. But I acknowledge God. I, I keep talking to him about what he said in his word. And that's my new reality. That's the reality of the kingdom. You just have to believe what God says, and then you have to speak those things. And, uh, yeah, we're protected. So God, can, he's, he's concerned about us. He's given us angels. And so if you're one of those people and you're out there this, this morning or this afternoon and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I know that God cares somewhat for my life. You need to realize that God cares about all of your life and that the miracles that were done in the Bible are still being done today. That God, Jesus really is the same yes. yesterday, today, today, and forever. And this is going to conclude uh, this uh, episode of Faith on Fire. We thank you guys for uh, tuning in and we just continue to pray that this broadcast is uh, just a blessing to you. And uh, if the Lord's placed it on your heart to financially support this ministry, just send your uh, 
Love Offerings to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. And remember, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.